Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Your Valentine's Day shouldn't start with a Hail Mary. We've got you covered on the big day when you order flowers and gifts from ProFlowers early this year. Head on over to ProFlowers.com to get 15% off our entire collection of blooms, gifts, and more for your cutie with promo code CRUSH15 until February 14th. The clock is running out, so don't wait until everyone's rushing the field for those last-minute gifts on February 14th. Be the MVP this Valentine's Day and go to ProFlowers.com to save 15% with code CRUSH15 at checkout. See website for more details. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. 
Derrick Henry put on a show in Nashville. Josh Allen put on a show somewhat in his own case. Monday Night Football provided us a dandy to wrap up week six. We are here to not only look back at what happened this past week in the NFL, but also to get you set for week seven. And here's our first warning. Big buy week. Six teams on buy in week seven. So you're going to want to check your lineups and you're going to want to listen because we will help you fill the gaps because not only are there six teams on buy, there are some heavy fantasy producers that are on by as well. Chargers, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Jaguars, and those Buffalo Bills that I just mentioned. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. So the Bills maybe will go into this bye week, Mike. I don't know if they're going to be kicking themselves. A lot of people were patting them on the back for going on the fourth and short and having the uh, quarterback sneak even though it failed. It was a great job going for it, Sean McDermott. I frankly would have gone with a little different play, but that was just me. But anyway, week six ends with another good game on Monday Night Football with a Tennessee victory over Buffalo. Anytime I can get one of the big, bold predictions right, as in I'll take Tennessee outright to win the game, I feel pretty smart. Now, how it ends, look, Josh Allen, uh, fantasy owners, they he was still number one for the week. Uh, he was number one on our top five going into the weekend. Uh, chalk, but yes, Chalk still has to perform. 353, three, an interception, and then 26 rushing yards. And that nifty catch on the two-point conversion yes. they got uh, creative. Because you know what I celebrated when that ball was caught, Dan? What's up? The game hit the over. So yeah. when we <laughs> of course when we well, get I'm to, so stupid, I should have known. <laughs> I even yelled it during Ralph Irvin's update. I go, Ralph, why is that significant? You just said it. Because well, it's two point was good. Like, no, they beat the number. Anyway, so you you look at uh, this this game, and as you mentioned, the failed sneak attempt. Uh, they'd done that a couple of times during the game uh, that didn't work. So with Josh Allen, I guess you're looking at it thinking, all right, he's gonna he's six six. He's got a reach. He can get me that couple inches. Well, the footing was terrible. If you saw the camera angle down by his feet, it looked like me after I've been at the uh, you know taking some swings on the range. I got to go replace some of the grass. I'm going to go chase that one. That one went 30 yards. Let me go get that giant clump. That, that's kind of what it looked like. It was a quagmire down there. And so uh, maybe if he his footing was clean, maybe he gets it. Maybe he doesn't. You still saw the offensive line get, uh, I don't know, crumpled like a can. Right, like you, you go and you, you squash a can. That's kind of what it looked like, uh, right into Josh Allen, and it ends. So that that's fun in the you know from a football perspective. In the you know macro uh, sense, does it affect long term your battle for the number one seed and a home you know home field throughout and that elusive buy? Short term, I like the aggressiveness of it. I think guys are starting to get a little bit too much so when it comes to fourth downs and such, but it's good that we're making progress off the old, what's the chart say from 1954? That's what they did. Let's do it now. Uh, I, I think that, I do think that, and maybe this is the old school part of me, I do think that teams are going a little overboard. I also would have thought if I was Buffalo, I think a lot has to come into the equation, but just my quick thought on it is, if it's fourth and short, I know Josh Allen is a beast of a man. 
However, I still maybe would have tried to throw one into the end zone, thinking that Tennessee is thinking you're only going to try to get the half yard. Sure. That just would have been my my thought process on it. I think that's actually the play that you score the touchdown on because all the other ones, then if you were to get the first down, they know you're going into the end zone. Maybe that would have been your only opportunity to catch them by surprise. But with also saying that, Mike, the field goal aspect of it, it just seems to me in that situation that Sean McDermott and the Bills were like, we don't want to leave this up to a coin flip. Sure. Because if Tennessee gets the ball, you could just very well see Derrick Henry run down the field and score. But I would also say on the other side of that coin, then you have the same opportunity to do that, which I think they very well could have. So I actually would have thought that maybe field goal, you just don't maybe don't want to leave it up to the coin. Maybe you think it's a 50-50 proposition. But if you think that getting that fourth and short is better than 50%, I guess that would be Sean McDermott's argument. But I actually wouldn't have minded them to kick the field goal because then there's more fantasy points possibly for a, you know in the overtime for us. Yeah, fake into the line, maybe a little jump pass. I mean, you got yeah. a couple of tight ends on the field as well as guys that are I mean, about as good as sit-down receivers as you've got in the game when you look at Diggs and Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. So opportunity. Not that you're necessarily faking it to Moss or to Singletary, but doing something to try to suck those linebackers up towards the line of scrimmage. All in all, though, just a ridiculous game. Derrick Henry now on pace for I think it's like 460 carries on the season, already at 162. Just um, – you shake your head uh, with the level of usage at this point. But, hey, on 76 of them, you know, when they had 24 yards of total offense, he didn't get touched. Derrick Henry was on pace last week to set the NFL rushing record. I think we may have talked about this as well. You know, and so now you're just seeing the averages go up and up and up. And, yeah, he's just getting better and better and better. And, yeah, I saw it a lot on Twitter, too, people saying, yeah, Derrick Henry probably should have been the first overall pick in the draft uh, when it came to fantasy this past year. But, you know, again, we're only six weeks into the season. It's a long, long season, but Derrick Henry is is cashing in. The thing that I took away from the Monday night game specifically had to do with a player that wasn't a first-round pick, but would have been one of your first three or four picks in your draft, and that's A.J. Brown. And I think that you finally saw a bit of a breakthrough with Brown. He had the hamstring injury earlier on in the season, so he missed the game against the Jets, which they lost. Julio Jones is now dinged up again. He had his own hamstring injuries and had to leave the Monday night game. But Brown had nine targets. Seven catches, 91 yards in that second half. Ryan Tannehill went to him and went to him a bunch. And I'll give them even a little bit of a break, Mike, because you are getting adjusted with Arthur Smith now at Atlanta. It's a new feel in Tennessee. Even though Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown were there a year ago, there's still some adjustments going on. I thought Monday night showed that that rapport is there. So I am big on A.J. Brown's status moving forward as as a play at the wide receiver position. Because honestly, as of late, he's only got one touchdown on the year. It only topped... 40, it didn't even top 50 yards so far this season. It was the breakthrough game on Monday night, and I think that bodes really well for his uh, future Well, future it's a good status. jumping off point for next week, right? Because they've got the beleaguered Chiefs defense 
yes. on tap. So you, you should be able to establish the run, obviously, with Derrick Henry. And I, I use that term, and I always do it like with a smile because so many people get mad that played the game about establishing the run. But let, let's call it what it is. There, there is something to uh, whatever term you want to use, actually having a threat of run which a number of teams in the NFL don't uh, mm-hmm. right now. And, and a guy like Derrick Henry, you know, gives you fits trying to do your game planning, which means a little more opportunity for, for A.J. Brown. So those that drafted him early feeling better. You saw a couple of mistakes from Tannehill, but also some big plays and big throws. So, you know, that that's a combination. And, and for Tannehill, he'll be viable some of these weeks for fantasy purposes, including week seven, right? As you talked about, six teams on by and an opportunity in a prime position uh, against a defense that continues to give up big play after big play. So, uh, yeah, he would be the guy that stood out of this game for Buffalo. You you see the way Josh Allen starts to distribute, which can be maddening, right, a a little bit uh, as you kind of get through it. Uh, But he got Stephon Diggs back into the into the fold he finds the end zone and and gets you a, a fine fine play you know payday with his nine for 89 because uh, he was another guy just like AJ Brown if you were drafting early and you went in on a receiver in the first maybe early second uh your dividends thus far hadn't been there I think the people who played Dawson Knox this week are maybe a little mad, but hey. He threw you, for a two-point yeah, conversion, exactly, though. Exactly. Like, you can't complain when you actually got a point uh, via that way. So, uh, Bills-Titans wrapping up week six. Before we completely move on and look ahead, we do have to grade ourselves for how we fared and giving you the predictions each week. And honestly, we do this because it's transparency. It's a way for us to uh, check ourselves. And I even we got a tweet that I was compelled to respond to, Mike, this past weekend Uh-oh. because someone mocked us doing the top five rankings each week at the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position. And for those that that don't know but listen to the podcast, I would hope if you are a loyal listener that you have heard me say the reason why I like to do the top five. Mike and I have actually even had discussions off air on the content that we want to provide. Is something like this useful? Is this going to be good for someone who's playing fantasy football? Is this not going to be good? And the top five rankings to me, when I see rankings come out at various sites, it was something I always looked at to see is my quarterback number one. If you took a if you took a running back with your first overall pick, I wanted to know if he was going to be the top running back that week or was it a guy that I passed up on? And each week it would get me excitement to see if I had three of my running backs in the top 10 or if I had my two wide receivers in the top five. That's why we do it. The, the guy ended up saying, oh, gee, I was going to bench Devontae Adams, but now I'm not going to because you said so mockingly. I get that. We've made jokes about that all before. and And so – the point is, though, it's not about a start-sit sort of thing. So anyway, did it get under my skin? Maybe just a little bit, but only, Mike, because I swear on 80% of the podcasts, I always say, this is why we do the top fives. So I had to get that off. Right, and in the end, bit. it's it's a confirmation, but also there is enough shuffling of it. We don't just run off the five guys that – 
are, are obvious, and some weeks they are. The matchups sure. matchups in, dictate in, it. And in fact, Mike, I'll even defend you because you said, you know, should I just put like Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes atop the list every week, and like we don't even like include them? It's like when when Tiger Woods in golf pools back in the day, you're like, yeah. okay, you can pick everybody, but you can't pick Tiger. You we've had that conversation before, and I'm always like, nope, gotta put them in. Because, yeah, because I used to write columns like that where yeah. I'd have to caveat, you know, the top, and and we've done it on the podcast right where we're you know all right now we include Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins until we don't and then they sure. both out both go out and have big weeks but that's a whole other thing is that they screwed us uh, welcome back to the club yeah you go back <laughs> in but it would be like here's six or eight guys it's like all right now let's let's find some diamonds in the rough as it were but you know there are matchups and and I would do a thing called cautionary tales and here it's the cold sores of hey you know what the matchup's not not ideal so if you mm-hmm. did go back and draft a quarterback, a second one, fairly early, or you've got an advantageous matchup, then maybe you're looking down the road, and maybe you're thinking about take, making a change. Like in this past week, you know, as we go through our review, yeah, Kirk Cousins kicked me in the teeth. Sure. And that's yeah. fine. It's going to happen, right? The matchup said otherwise. And I, therefore, said otherwise. <laughs> well, I just, I, I needed to get that off my chest. Sure. And I hope people know. And, by the way, we also give you, as Mike said, the cold sores, the hot plays, the ninjas, guys that aren't in that top five, but that you need to know how to do and how to play those guys each week. That's that's the goal of it all. And the more guys that we could talk about in the fantasy podcast, the better it is. So let's quick do our, our recap since I had to get that therapy session off that's my okay. chest. Uh, give me one reason to start and bench. Told you to start Javante Williams of the Broncos. Didn't have a great day. I'll actually get to more Javante Williams at the end of the podcast as we preview uh, Broncos and Browns. But uh, missed on that one. But I did hit when I told you to bench Tyler Lockett. Only a two catches for 35 yards my three-point conversion i wanted to do the carson daly sort of thing with wentz but you put him on your ninjas list so that was a good play i then went with booker td Devonte booker did not get into the end zone so i failed you there hit the points of palooza on bills and titans 65 points the most scored that we had this week and there was a lot of fantasy success in that one cat fight in detroit unfortunately it was a one-sided cat fight as the bengals took it to the line and so missed a bit on that one. All right, we'll go to three things first. I already mentioned him, Stephon Diggs, you know, just the trust that better days were ahead. And since it was the points of Palooza, and we did go over that 54 total, uh, 9.89 and a score. Is that the monster week you want? No, but you're you're feeling much better uh, to see him involved. And again, much to the chagrin of you Dawson Knox owners out there. Lamar Jackson had him as a top five. Well, he finished 20th. So he beat me up because uh, that was the counterintuitive play of the week. They they win convincingly, but it's the three-headed monster of old running backs getting the bulk of the fantasy <laughs> love. And then we mentioned Carson Wentz. He finished 14th among quarterbacks. So it's kind of a uh, a push, I guess, is what we do because normally you'll take 223-2. and two. It's not world-beating, uh, but – just a nice, solid day, like you had a decent day on the links, Dan. Uh, as for the hits and misses across the board, uh, Daryl Williams against Washington, uh, we rated him highly in our hot plays. He came in sixth with his 89 total yards and two scores. Jonathan Taylor, uh, I had him ranked third among running backs. He went second, uh, 145-2, and two, and then added 
the catch for 13 yards. Najee Harris uh, was a little higher on him than the consensus in the industry, you know, as you would look across the globe here. Uh, I had him fourth, and, well, that's where he finished. Uh, 81 yards on the ground, six for 46 through the air, including the touchdown. So a win there. We got Cooper Cup back to our top five, had himself a big week. Uh, on the cold sores, said Edmonds would struggle. He finished outside, you know, the top 35 running backs for the week. Uh, Daryl Henderson gave us a nice uh, workload off the hot list with 107 as a total yard uh, mark and two touchdowns. Off of the misses, Justin Herbert was a top five play against what was on paper a very soft Baltimore pass defense. Some drops, some questionable calls going back to, again, uh, the law of averages says you're not going to hit all your fourth down conversion attempts. And, well, it came at, back in, in a big way against Baltimore. But Mike Williams didn't look right, missed, dropped a couple of balls. You know, all of those things extend plays, extend drives, etc. And instead, they get beaten down. So, lost there. I already mentioned Lamar Jackson. And then Captain Kirk, Adam Thielen, two guys that Thielen was a back-end number two or WR3. Instead, he ends up having one of the biggest weeks of the year, 11-126 in the score. And then Kirk Cousins, 373. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. 
They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the – Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Three against Carolina. Certainly did not see that in the game script, Dan, uh, in any way, shape, or form. So we took our lumps, uh, but we lived to see another day. And, you know, there's always another big slate of NFL right around the corner. So we we try to make up for any of those uh, prognostications gone wrong. You could publicly flog me at Swollen Dome (laughs) on Twitter. You could do so uh, like you already have at Dan Byer on Fox. This Valentine's Day, you know just what to get that special someone because you know what makes them tick. Their favorite bouquet of roses and a box of cho- Roses and a scented can- A teddy bear. Roses and a teddy bear. Yeah, a teddy bear. So, head on over to proflowers.com to get fresh this Valentine's Day and get 15% off gifts for your special someone with promo code CRUSH15. That's CRUSH15 at proflowers.com for 15% off through February 14th on flowers, gifts, and more for Valentine's Day. See website for details. Getting into our storylines, heading into week seven. Told you six teams on by, Chargers, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Bills, and Jaguars. I've got two storylines that I'm keeping my eye on. And number one is I, I'm selling my stock on Clyde edwards Lair. And you're saying, well, of course you would because he's on injured reserve. No, it's been two years that I've been trying to believe that Clyde edwards Lair would be the guy in Kansas City but when you see what Daryl Williams goes and does against Washington, when you see how they relied on him in the playoffs when everybody was hurt for them last year, including Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I just think that when Clyde comes back, there is still going to be an even bigger role for Daryl Williams. I mean, he proved it against Washington. I like his play moving forward. I think that that stays there in Kansas City. But I know you're not supposed to sell a stock when it's at its lowest but I am out on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm not all in on Daryl Williams, but I just think that his role moving on is going to be more substantial even when Clyde gets help. Yeah, I think it has to. I mean, Edwards-Hilaire has has had plenty of chances uh, to make noise, and every once in a while there's a little blip, and we all get excited and overreact, and then he goes back to being an ancillary part of the offense. Now, part of that is that they can't defend. Right. So, you know, as yep. we, we joked about at the start of things about establishing the run and whatever else, they can't. Like, there's no balance in that offense. Maybe Darrell Williams is the guy that gives it to him short term, barring, you know, some veteran running back shaking free that they decide to kick the tires on. Or maybe they're the mystery team that we're trying to get at one of those Baltimore running backs a week ago. It's a joke because Baltimore is for real. They're, and they've already, you know, they're going to hoard any running backs uh, that can still stay upright. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Dobbins. Sorry, Edwards. 
I love you all. Uh, and uh, and Hill, you know, Justice Hill. I mean, just keep Don't going. Don't leave him out. Yeah, got to hit him in, too. Uh, not that he was going to be a big factor, but uh, hey, he got hurt, too. Uh, but yeah, it, it certainly is one of those. For me, you know, coming out of this week's games, you just have some of the, the same old stories and, and wondering if, you know, Pittsburgh, not that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be world beating, certainly missing Juju Smith Schuster, uh, but Fryermuth. Right? What's his role going mm-hmm. forward? He had a solid game. Starting to see his target count come up on a weekly basis. So you're you're finding a little bit of value there. Uh, for the Raiders, jumped off Derek Carr, and certainly with all the uncertainty in the wake of John Gruden's departure and what that might have meant for a locker room, certainly showed no ill effects for the first time head coach. Uh, Bisaccia on on Sunday in a, in a big win and moving the ball. Would they have seven plays of seven passes of at least twenty five yards, which is just a, a ridiculous total and, and you know record setting you know for uh, a large era of this NFL. And you think about the passing offenses that we have, but to have that level of proficiency. Uh, is certainly there. So raising an eyebrow because Derek Carr is a guy that maybe. He's a backup on one of the teams in your league that you can go if you need a little help at the quarterback position. Maybe you're stuck somewhere else to go find yourself a little bit of love. And, you know, for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the year of living living right, year of living dangerously, they give up big plays, but that offense just churns. Dan, that passing yeah, offense is, you know, is something. So, you know, I, I was out on Dak Prescott coming in. A lot of questions about the ankle and then the sh- shoulder and everything else that was going on. And when when we look at it, you know, he's become one of those set it and forget it guys at this point because they're going to move the ball against anybody. One point with the Steelers, as you were talking about, at times on Sunday night, the Ben Roethlisberger to Chase Claypool connection looked like you were playing Madden with your toes. It was so bad of just of passes being overthrown, of Claypool pushing off and stepping out of bounds, of just not be. I mean, it was it was bad, and I, I the Steelers need to figure something out with that because we had thought that there was a connection between the two, but on Sunday night it was it was not there. It you ever was, play with your toes? I mean, are, are you really giving us a a little insight to the uh, deep dark secrets of Dan Byer? I, I can't say that I have, but I can say with full authority, I think the comparison is apropos. Do you do you clean those controllers when you're <laughs> done with them it was, oh man it was uh it was it was bad now one other storyline and then we're going to get to the we're going to get to a, our mortal combat showdowns and then our waiver wire pickups but to look ahead to week seven rams lions golf against his former team stafford against his former team this is the only thing i i just i have a feeling mike i don't think that sean mcveigh and matthew stafford want to go out and embarrass the Lions. I do think that they want Stafford to play well. And that may sound like, no, duh, it's obvious. But sometimes in these revenge games, you think that you think that they're going to have the guy throw like five touchdowns against his former team. And I don't think that that's what is going to happen. But I do think Sean McVay is not going to want Matthew Stafford to only throw one or two touchdowns, 
I'm thinking it's going to be three, but in a game where you could maybe see it getting out of hand, I don't think that the Rams are going to pour it on the Lions just because of the trade and the relationships with the front office. I don't think you're going to see that where maybe you would see that in other situations. The Stafford Lions, you know, parting of ways was very mutual. So I don't think that we're going to see a, you know, you guys didn't want me sort of thing that we sometimes get in those games. Well, if he could pull it off and say, hey, you didn't want me and come up with an effort, I think the Detroit Lions fans would feel better about life. Uh, because everything has been there, and, and golf has had a couple of games, but then there have been a couple, including the Week Six performance, where you shrug, go, "This is what <laughs> okay. we traded for." Yeah, I don't know if golf is going to throw one touchdown in that game. So that that's the, the the Stafford part is the part where I'm just thinking, like, all right, you know, like it it would seem like Stafford would be such a juicy play against his former team. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and, and, you know, if even if you're in a four-quarterback league, I don't know if you should be playing Jared Goff this week. Well, I think it might get, get down to the, you know, Daryl Anderson, another big game, maybe a little more to Sony Michelle, and then John Wolford comes in for the second half. <laughs> could be. You like that? I, yeah, it uh, could see, be. See, I, I may have uh, extrapolated a little bit too soon. By the way, what a no-show effort for the Giants. Yeah. I mean, I – I thought they'd have some fight in them, and, and there there was nothing. Like they just they got out to a three nothing lead. It's like all right, a little bit of something. No, no. Yeah, I was, I, I I liked the Giants in that spot as well. I thought all their injuries just hurt them against the Cowboys. Thought that game would have been closer, and yeah, to have that absolute no show. Thought maybe at one o'clock Eastern time, you know, cross country yeah, trip for the like, Rams. Likewise, Detroit with with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Right, all the emotion of the Bengals and everything. There was an opportunity, and then, well, nothing. <laughs> let me let me give you a couple of Mortal Kombat showdowns. Okay, okay? I'm going to give you two players. You have to tell me who you want on your team for the rest of the season. Okay, and if it's too close to call, you can choose to punt. I'll give you that. All right, here we go. First go. matchup: Antonio Brown versus AJ Brown. Um. Obviously, we love our Antonio Brown. Seems to have a little bit of that set it, forget it target count when he's available for Tom Tom Brady, while the workloads of Godwin and Evans and everybody else fluctuates. Now you got O.J. Howard in the mix uh, at this point as well, and Fournette out of the backfield getting his five to seven targets a game. So it's a little muddled, but seems like Antonio Brown gets his. That said. I still think there are some big ceiling games out here for A.J. Brown, like we were talking about before, including one here in Week 7 against the Chiefs. Speaking of the Chiefs, what about Tyree Kill versus Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup. Consistency. Tyree Kill may, you know, still best him Mm -hmm. over the season. But for fantasy purposes, the week-to-week, look, I I don't need it looking like my heart rate when I'm going out for a run. I mean, I I got a couple extra pounds on me, and and then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, look at that jump. What the hell happened? I started moving. (laughs) And that's kind of Tyree Kill's week-to-week fantasy game log, right? You might have some explosive plays and and a big yardage total. Uh, Not so much. With Cooper Cup, I mean, as we talked about going into this past week, I mean, his low point – was five catches for 64 yards against Arizona in a game they got beat up, and he's averaging double-digit targets. 
on the season. Awful hard to go away from Cooper Cup. How about this AFC North showdown of running backs? Joe Mixon versus Najee Harris. Uh, I'll trust Najee Harris at this point. I don't have a big injury history. All right. Because I love me some Joe Mixon. Don't get me wrong. But the way the Steelers are using Najee Harris uh, as much out of necessity uh, as game planning and scheming, I mean, you see what he's meant to that pass game. What is he at? Like 50 targets or thereabouts already. Speaking of injury, two injured tight ends who aren't playing right now. Okay. But long term, Gronk or Kittle? Oh, and Kittle. Uh, you know me, I, I like I like Kittle because he likes to throw back those 80s and 90s wrestling references. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Gronk was a champion, so it, it's really kind of hard to separate. We just need to get him in the cage to settle it once and for all. But I, I think it, as we go down this, down this road, uh, I'll take even the old guy. Yeah, I, I For those I final agree. six weeks of the season, like for George Kittle, we've seen a season ender, and I don't know. There, there's just a, a bit of a mistrust there. Not that, you know, a guy with that was... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that! Shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> Retired again was a, a wrestling champion. Uh, is the epitome uh, of, of rock-solid health. I mean, Gronk has had stuff going all the way back to college, stuff that was supposed to keep him from even really playing in the NFL to any level of success a lot of concerns coming out of the draft and kind of a roll of the dice uh when when he was selected by new england but uh i'll take him down the stretch because they'll give him ample time to get healthy and then he'll get a month of tune-ups and he'll be ready to go with kittle no idea when we see a return my only concern with gronk is that he seems way too interested in trying to sign up with USAA. That just seems that could take away his focus. What a, what an ad that the is. Season. Can I it's, join? No. It no, he can't do it. <laughs> Only for service members and and members of their family. That is come on Gronk, that you know you can't be a part of that crew. Your Valentine's Day shouldn't start with a Hail Mary. Don't wait until everyone's rushing the field for those last-minute gifts on February 14th. Be the MVP this Valentine's Day and go to proflowers.com to save 15% until February 14th with code CRUSH15 at checkout. See website for more details. All right. Those are just some of our Mortal Kombat head-to-head showdowns have a little fun with. Let's go to the waiver wire. Week 7, who are the guys that people need to target as we have the big bye week? There are also some big injuries. Christian McCaffrey on injured reserve after the setback with his hamstring. Kareem Hunt's going to be out about a month, we think, because of his calf strain. A lot of banged-up players in the NFL. A lot of buys. Who do we need to target this well, week? Well, I think first off the jump, you mentioned Cleveland, right? We're going to talk about the game in full and we're going to talk about it in earnest as in Dernest uh, Johnson. Very well right? done. Yeah, he and uh, Demetric uh, Felton are going to get a, a workload here. I mean, Felton's more a PPR uh, receiver out of the backfield, but Nick Chubb's banged up. Kareem Hunt's out a while. Baker Mayfield's got a shoulder that can't stay in its socket. So, you know, you, you got a lot of issues, which means the short passing game uh, is in full effect. Look, he's got a, doesn't have much of a track record for you to work on here. Only one uh, carry for two yards. But uh, opportunity knocks on a short week, unfortunately. Uh, go a little deeper. In We look at Khalil Her- Herbert of the Bears. Uh, 97 and a touchdown. Had one call back. Two catches, 15 yards. Damian Williams was in protocol. Maybe he gets cleared in time for Sunday's game. But even if he does, you got a bowling ball in Herbert. Uh, so a guy that's going to get himself uh, a little more run. We I'll leave the other uh, Cleveland principal here that's on the waiver wire, but he's going to factor in on Thursday night. So uh, we'll we'll put a pin in him for the moment. Rashad Bateman was back, and you saw them try to work him into the passing game immediately. Um, Lamar uh, Jackson missed a linebacker who drifted into coverage, but it was clear that they they had eyes for a big play for Bateman on a ball over the middle. So trying to get him involved. He's only uh, claimed right now in about one-fifth of league. So opportunity Mm. knocks there. Another guy who's more a long-term, and we'll see how quickly he gets back into the mix and what the target count is, just four uh, catches, seven targets on the year going all the way back to week one. That's Michael Gallup of your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was back for the Colts. He had been dropped in two-thirds of leagues, so he's out there and available. 
he's another guy, a classic peaks and valleys guy, like we were talking in our Mortal Kombat uh, segment uh, there about you know Tyreek Hill. There are going to be some days where Hilton is fantastic, others where you're going to see the Paris Campbells and Mo Alley Coxes of the world uh, take away your you know your thunder. Mm-hmm. So you have that rolling for you. Uh, going a little deeper, and, and this is where we try to find uh, some desperation plays. You know, at quarterback and other. I mean, you got Tua Tungavailoa had some big numbers early, made some big throws. Jalen Waddle and he connect, connecting quite a bit. Uh, a couple of touchdowns in the Sunday loss to Jacksonville across the pond and while he's not world beating on a week to week basis you know you find you have some parts of the schedule where we're going to make for some strange bedfellows this week is going to be one of them uh Jameis Winston as well uh and Mac Jones with a positive plus matchup for week seven so if you need a desperation start as i was relaying to you about my guillotine league i gotta go to work uh the new york football jets are on the schedule and you know for the patriots while the record is abysmal at this point uh they've been in games uh it's a team that fights uh and i know there are more no moral victories in football but you know mac jones has acquitted himself pretty nicely uh, at times this season, Dan. Uh, other running backs of note, just really quickly. Uh, I mentioned Felton. You got Kenyon Drake, who's now the number two with Peyton Barber banged up uh, behind Josh Jacobs there in Las Vegas. So opportunity may knock there. And then you go back, and while you may not start him, stash him. You know, when you're looking at Devontae Freeman or any of those Baltimore running backs, they're each going to get their turn. Now, you're not going to have a game script that goes the way it did against the Chargers with great regularity where everybody plays, everybody wins, but placing a little bet on one of those players might be in your best interest. I'm going to throw one name out there, uh, owned in maybe a third of leagues out there, mm-hmm. A.J. Green. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals, double-digit points in four out of his six games. He's done it in a variety of ways, had 112 yards against Jacksonville and then had a 44-yard effort with a score against Minnesota. He's scoring a touchdown every other week, including against Cleveland this past week. And the way that the Cardinals are rolling, maybe if A.J. Green is out there and you need a little receiver help, he wouldn't let you down. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I thought A.J. Green was done. He apparently has not done. Not finished yet. And obviously there are names that we've talked about in prior episodes episodes, Dan, not to belabor them with long analysis, but Darnell Mooney should not be on your waiver wire. McCall mm-hmm. Hardman should be on a bench, if not a WR3, based on the need of Kansas City to score points with great regularity. You may not trust Jameis Winston, but there's no reason that Marquez Callaway is not on a roster, yet I see the numbers. They're available in more than half of leagues out there so uh, get to work people go clean it up don't assume a guy's gone just because he's performed a little bit the rest of your league may have been sleeping even more than you were we are going to wrap up this episode by taking a look ahead to week seven and specifically the thursday night game broncos and browns i know you want to get into the browns backfield i'll just say this about the broncos backfield right now i told you to play javante williams last week against the raiders and he didn't produce as well as i would have hoped this backfield split in denver 
is so 50-50. Just throw a couple of quick numbers at you. Melvin Gordon's run the ball 70 times this season. Javante Williams has 65 carries. So Gordon's only got five more carries. Gordon's got 32 more yards. When it comes to receptions, Williams actually has 14. Gordon has 13. Now Gordon's got 119 yards receiving, while Williams has 90 yards. Williams actually has uh, 15 targets, Gordon has 16 targets, and Mike, both running backs, have 15 first downs each. So through six weeks of the season, hmm. no one is taking a lead. Not even, not even by you know a length. Like there is, it is, it is a dead heat between the two, which makes it in my mind so difficult to count on either one of them. Really got a, a kick in the teeth when you're looking for someone to get an edge. Kept waiting for Javante Williams to pick up. Uh, a bigger part of the workload, especially with Melvin Gordon. He's been listed on the injury report for weeks yeah. uh, and was limited again as the short week got started on Monday. Uh, also, you know, you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater, you know, to, to stay in Denver. You know, he's limited. He's got a foot injury. You may see Drew Locke. Uh, so the curiosity and you, you put hang a star on it. But right now, Cleveland, you've watched them beleaguered and beaten up the last couple of weeks. They're now the third worst team against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. 14 touchdowns allowed, just two picks Wow! this year uh, for a team that was expected to have greatness, even, even if it was young, right? Newsome drafted out of Northwestern and trying to piece together some of that back end that the front seven would get the job done and give them an opportunity to grow. Uh, that hasn't been the case. Outside of that game against the Bears, you know, you're not exactly piling up sacks when you're looking at Miles Garrett uh, and company up front. So keep an eye on that from a quarterback perspective. The rest of the Denver, you're playing Fant if he's available and he's on the injury list, so you got to keep an eye on that. Heading into game time, we'll get, have some some notes at Swollen Dome on, on maybe some uh, late Late week, as in Wednesday, Dan. Uh, waiver wire pickups to uh, replace Fant uh, as necessary. Cortland Sutton uh, has had his target count become pretty stable, so he's back in the mix. So you got to feel good about that. Uh, on the Cleveland side, the guy I was referring to was someone you talked about a while ago in Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, four for 101 and two. I mean, you're looking at a guy who makes some big plays. And gives them some opportunity. Now, with, with Baker Mayfield's injury, I, I don't know what to make of it, right? We mm-hmm. talked about the the backfield, you know, with Johnson and, and Felton in Nick Chubb is banged up, and, and we're not going to see Kareem Hunt for a while here. So, all of a sudden, what was a potent offense, and hey, just get behind that offensive line and get after it, now you got a ton of question marks. So, is there a must play out of anybody there in Cleveland? David Njoku at tight end? <laughs> Question sure. mark? Like, other yeah. than that, I, I, I really don't know. Peoples-Jones is interesting as a pickup, right, going back to the waiver play. But is he a plug-in against Denver on a short week? I don't think so. Yeah, it's difficult as well. And he caught the Hail Mary, which helped his numbers. But yep. I, I have liked him uh, for for a while just because he, he's he, – to me, he's just a, he's a good player. And with OBJ, I just – yeah, Baker's health – 
a lot of questions with anybody who's catching passes in Cleveland because you just you just don't know. Yeah, I almost wondered if Baker is seriously hurt, and it's not that Case Keenum would be to the rescue, but just even of how much things would change, and I just don't think that they would really change at all. Right, when you start looking at Odell Beckham Jr., right, the, the uh, take du jour, right, like of the day, is the du jour, as I remember, right? Soup of the day, the soup mm-hmm. du jour, uh, is uh, they should trade good. Odell Beckham Jr. What are you getting for Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah. I Right, from a value perspective. It, it, but it's the old, if you're not going to use him, at least from an NFL perspective, then why not at least go get picks? Well, what they need is help. Are you going to mm-hmm. go get some viable piece to the secondary that's going to help thing? And right now you don't have a world-beating wide receiving core. So why not figure out how to better utilize Odell Beckham Jr. than, you know, roll the dice on something else. So that that's a curiosity. Over-under on this game, Dan, is 42-and-a-half. So not expecting the same level of barn burner that we had on Monday night in what was a thriller in Buffalo and, you know, in Tennessee with the Bills visiting and bringing, you know, all of their fans uh, to Music City uh, that we um, – but we'll get a close game because primetime games this year have really showed out really, really nicely as if scripted drama. Our only six-team bye week of the season. Bye started last week. They go actually through week 14 now in the 17-game schedule and the 18-week schedule. But again, Chargers, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Bills, Jaguars – all on by this week, so be prepared. All right, Mike, uh, week seven. We're getting near the halfway point. Uh, should be a dandy. Let's do it again uh, after the Thursday night game. How about that? It's pretty frightening how quickly this season is spiraling. Uh, and hopefully we have some big story come out of this Thursday night game. Because going in, I know as we did the review, it's like, is there really any strong endorsement for anybody? Nope. Flex plays for the Denver running backs. Noah Fant is a back-end tight end one. Cortland Sutton is a number two wide receiver, whether it's Bridgewater or Locke, and then everything else is, I don't know. We will endorse you, though, to watch the game on Fox. That That's is right. We will. Get in there. Get Mike on Swollen Dome. Or get him on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Good luck with your pickups, and we will talk to you to preview week seven. Be well. Chewy presents Chatty Pets. It's a fine day to be a feline. My human just signed up for monthly pate deliveries from Chewy. So I guess I'll go cuddle him now. Meow. Fast free shipping on orders over $49. Chewy. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.